Only the real news today, Mo. Uh, always only the real okay, news. Okay, because <laughs> after what I saw in the Oval Office, I mean, I don't know if it's real or fake news. Oh, that was I, as real as it gets. I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, file this one under. I told y'all fools. Uh-oh. <clears throat> a lot of people wanted to talk bad about Jameis Winston when, as they call him, Fitz Magic was making his ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, I was okay. the one that said, don't count my boy out. Yeah. Right. Oh, you did call it out, but you're one game behind, though. <laughs> well, you said don't call, don't uh, count out who? Don't count out Winston. He gonna be back, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm confused. Yeah, I, thought, I'm confused I, thought you, I thought you said you, you, I thought you said Fitz Magic was the man and not James. It, you said Fitz Magic. You you were right about the game wins, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know you were Team James. I thought you would. Yeah, I thought you were done on yeah. James. Nah, I'm, I'm good on. You James. always hated James. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I never. Oh no, that's John Sennett that hates James. Yeah, yeah. John Sennett hated yeah. James. Uh, well, James Winston may have been noticeably absent from the Bucks' marketing efforts before the start of the season, most visibly missing from the banners that adorn the four corners outside Raymond James. Mm-hmm. But any concerns, so brother, All right. uh, that the organization might have had about the quarterback and former number one overall pick seemed to be alleviated by his return last week. You from said he was what? what? I'm sorry. You said he was a what? Uh, I said uh, he, was he was number a number one pick. Number, number one? one? Oh, yeah, I can relate. Yeah, we number one too. Yeah, we yeah, number one. That's the phrase that pays, right? we are At least today. Yeah. Hey, when I worked in Fort Myers, I had a I had a program director, Joe Mama Johnson. Uh-huh. He said, I heard you on there all night. So, brother, talking about you number one. He said, what you going to do when you ain't number one? I said, I ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Winston uh, uh, is the centerpiece of a promotional video tweeted out by the Bucks this morning. In the video, Winston arrives at the Bucks indoor practice facility as the lights are being turned on, laces up his cleats, does an agility drill, and fires passes at downfield targets. Here's what I know, Winston says in the video. I know about the grind, about laying out the groundwork. I know about one more rep, one more rep, one more rep, and one more after that. I know where this team is going, he says after cutaway. He says taking the ball from a bag and dropping back to pass. So you raise the flags and we'll fire the cannons. Yeah. I need to see that on the field, bro. (laughs) All that video, it'll get a like from me. It'll even get a share. But let me tell you, this Sunday, we need to see it. Who are we playing this Sunday? It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Yeah, let me check it out. Yeah, yeah. It it don't matter who we play. This is his first start, official start of the season. We could be playing the 72 Dolphins. I don't care who we playing. He needs to kill it. If he doesn't, are we done? Can we say we're done? Uh, Tampa fans are done because they are they're garbage. Yeah, this weekend they're playing the Falcons. Man, screw the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. Who they got? Julio Jones? He had like two catches. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt yeah. Ryan threw the ball the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> now that's fake news. Yeah, that <laughs> is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, what's his name? Ryan, what's his name? Ryan, what's, his name? Uh, who? what's the quarterback for the Falcons? Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He don't even really like football. I saw an interview. <laughs> yeah, well, what does he do? He's like, ah, man, I. What, what do you say? What he do you got what? nothing else to do, really. He, <laughs> he just, yeah, it was like, it was like part. <laughs> what he got? Like, one, he got a ring? He ain't got a ring. No, he, don't, he doesn't have oh, a they ring. They got no. waxed by the Patriots. Um, He just does it for, like, fun. You saying? Just, the Falcons yeah. are always in contention, though, aren't they? They're they decent games. Yeah. They're club. Uh, what is it? Uh, two years ago, they went to the Super Bowl, but yeah. lost against uh, the Patriots. They got throttled. Yeah. They, they Remember, they that. thought the game was over at yeah, half? Yeah, everybody thought the game was, was over that at was half. That was the worst loss I've ever 
that witness. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was just bad. Greatest comeback I've ever but seen. It was worth it to see Brady crying on the field the next year, though, when he was sitting down on the field. <laughs> oh, man, not a whole team falling apart. They got beat by Jacksonville. Follow this one under. You can't rob from Peter to pay for Paul uh, and, and not get caught. Amazon, this is a follow-up to a story we did before in the Mo Better News. Remember yeah. when we talked about Amazon raising their wages for their employees to $15 an hour, but canceling out bonuses. Right. Well, Amazon pledges to compensate its warehouse workers more following criticism. Uh, Dayline Bloomberg, Amazon.com is sweetening the pay for some of its longtime warehouse workers after employees criticized the loss of bonuses and stock awards as part of the company's pledge to boost all wages, all wages to at least $15 an hour. The world's largest online retailer grabbed headlines last week with its minimum page pledge, followed by concerns from veteran workers who feared their compensation, rightfully so, would actually decline because the company also eliminated bonuses and stock awards. Amazon said any workers already earning $15 would get raises of $1 per hour. Now some of those employees are learning their hourly raises will actually be $1.25. (laughs) Why even do Can I tell you? Have you ever, let me ask you this before you tell me. Have you ever gotten a raise where you wanted to look at your boss and go, why? I mean... You don't really have any control over it. Mm. If they want to give you, they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a quarter. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes a raise, a no raise, is showing more respect than a, a minor raise. Well, right? I mean, well, you, not, that, you, you come to work me? for respect. Don't we all? Nah, man. Oh, oh, oh. The only person to respect me is Charlie Giggles. <laughs> all right. Was, uh, well, what were you going to say then? What you gonna I say don't that? know. It wasn't <laughs> all oh, right. Amazon. I, I love Amazon. I was wondering, I'm getting ready to check to see how long a delivery from Amazon would take to get into Tallahassee right now. Since everything, the city's. Oh, man. Done. I don't know. But I, don't. I, don't, I don't understand how Amazon does it. I'm thoroughly pleased. I can't think of a company that I'm more pleased with than Amazon. I've always gotten everything I needed the way I needed it. I think it's a, a perfectly run company. Now, I hope they're doing right by the people. But Right, right. That's what you have to do. You have to do if, if you. I mean, I don't know. I, if, you're, if you're making billions upon billions of dollars, is it incumbent upon you to take care of your employees? What, what's taking care? Make it, I'll tell you what taking care is. Giving them a livable wage so they don't have to work another job. How do they want to live? Now you got to decide on wage. a number. What's a livable uh, wage? A livable for you, it might be different for me than JR. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, not in Yeah, a, I like I'm, a nice car, man. I'm not saying you got to be. JR got to have a nice car. <laughs> yeah, I have to have a no, nice no, car no. at least, yeah. A livable wage to me is to be able to take care of the rent and the utilities and, you know, have a little bit left over to feed the kids. Wait, no. If you don't uh, have kids, wait, a, a little, little bit, bit left, left over. No, to feed the kids first. <laughs> a little left over to feed the kids. kids yeah, you don't, right. no, honestly, no, you don't no, have to feed hey, them I, if you I'm don't sorry, want to. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have no kids. Nah, you, have to pay, you have to pay the rent before you worry about feeding the kids because the kids don't want to be eating out on the street. You can always, yeah, it's a lot easier to find food than it is shelter. Yes. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I hear so, what you're saying. But a, a, livable, a livable wage, I think, especially if you're a company making billions, again, upon billions of dollars, is where if you're a full-time employee there, there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to be it has to be middle class, but you don't need to go class. you don't need to have to go to a second job to afford the basics 
of living. I, the basics You're of saying that's what you think any full-time job should supply in this country. I'm saying— The minimum wage uh, uh, should support uh, uh, I'm not, that I'm, basic— I'm saying certainly a company that is making as much as Amazon is should show the show the re, reap some of the rewards what, down to the well employees. they are they are giving them a job a great company they have a job and then they're they not have benefits make rich. Yeah, right they have benefits they and, have benefits and okay stuff. Yeah. all right but but when do when do we when do we take care of those that take care of us man we, this is a business bro but I feel like I feel like people who don't take care of themselves. I, for me, my, my thing is I only take care, take care of people that take care of themselves first. Okay, but if you know? uh, this is what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. If they're showing up, mm-hmm. doing the job, and doing it to a degree of excellence and making you billions upon billions of dollars, they're taking care of themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, the reason oh. why they're making all they're this money is because they're not paying everybody $50 an hour. Why is it? They you say, make, well, they got so much money because they ain't paying everybody. They got to make 50 an hour, hey. but I think 15 an hour is a good start. Yeah, but that's yeah, still that's not a livable wage. Uh... You put in that overtime, it might be. Is it thirty-two thousand uh, dollars? You think you can make it, a grown man in Florida? I think I think thirty-two thousand dollars is not a bad start a year what in is, Florida. Okay, thirty-two thousand, but you got to break that down as to how much money that is a month well, I mean, after taxes. You know, the, the other, if, if you're single, thirty-two thousand, you can live. The like average you apartment can. is about eleven hundred dollars. Uh, you got to go to one of those eight hundred dollars ones, Kevin. They around. They okay. Exist. Okay. Now you need a gun. Okay, that's gonna set you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. we can keep going down the yeah, trail. True, now, yeah. now I'm sitting in this apartment with the gun. Yeah. Now you need bullets to pay for the bullets. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's time for me to clock in at Amazon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I know, yeah, I know what you're saying. Listen, I'm- when I was in my 20s, $32,000 in Florida. Now, I'm not saying around the, the rest of the country. guys in their 40s trying to get them jobs. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. you, you got to have mama with a job, too. You know, mama got to kick in. Everybody, point. we're in a gig economy now. Everybody's got four or five gigs to make it work. I, I do, you don't think I understand that? I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And to be honest with you guys, I, I didn't want to segue into this, but segue. I think it's quite o- obvious. The reason why I feel so bad about helping, not being able to help my parents is because I don't have any money to help them. Right. right. <laughs> I can go and sit in the dark with them, but th- that's the truth. And I feel like a failure because I am not in a position to do anything financially for them, and that sucks. And today, I decided that I'm going to do something about it. I'm I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live the way I'm living, right. regardless of my situation. That's not going to be enough. Now, I might have to make some adjustments. Right. I might have to lose some sleep. I might right. have to get myself in an uncomfortable situation. But I'm already uncomfortable. So what do I have to lose? Right. Right. Plus, yeah. hey, you know, I kind of, I'm at a point in my life where. It's like you say, Mo, you get in your 50s, you don't care about that. I'm going to have that dessert. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm in a position in my life now where I, I'm going to do what I got to do to be happy. Exactly. Uh, they, once you cross the threshold of the 50s, denying yourself right. is not the best uh, tact. Or if you feel like and through through age or through age and some um, – Experiences and some, you know, unfortunate medical things. You get to that point a little quicker, right? right. Where I can relate to, maybe, I got less time left than 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 I did. Yeah. That's why I don't really have time to go fo- back and forth with these people. No, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. One of and it, it was done as a joke, but I always remembered it. It was from Seinfeld, and it was Morty, Jerry's father. 
he was he he had he was eating a chip ahoy uh and his wife goes uh why are you eating that why why'd you open that bag of cookies there's another one already open he goes i'm i'm 63 i only have a few li- years left if i want a chip ahoy i'm gonna have a chip ahoy <laughs> <laughs> and as funny as that is that's life man yeah, <laughs> if i true. want a chip ahoy i'm gonna have a chip ahoy so go out there and get your chip ahoys mm. uh brett kavanaugh.com somebody brought it oh, really? it. oh man and now it's an outlet for sexual assault and rape victims oh <laughs> let me tell you something people are wrong on the internet I, uh, I mean i didn't think it was gonna take that i thought you were gonna say it's a beer <laughs> <No>. related <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it went to yeah. somewhere else a if, website to order products yeah. or shirts or something if you, know? you are looking for the website for newly minted supreme court associate judge brett kavanaugh you might be in for a surprise the domain Brett Kavanaugh.com. How did he not know to immediately snatch that up? He had a lot going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And you're he right. You got to snatch it up just so you keep anybody else from, from doing it. it yeah. yeah. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh.com uh, is now a dedicated forum for helping sexual assault victims and ending rape. The website titled We Believe Survivors was purchased by Fix the Court, which advocates for judicial transparency. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh, of course, who was accused by three women of sexual assault in high school, was sworn in, as we know, on last Saturday to the Supreme Court. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, I think his, I think he's going to at some point have to ask himself, was the job worth what's going to continue to happen with him? I think. Eventually it's going to stop because it, it stopped with, I don't uh, think it will. You don't think so? With it stopped with who? Um, uh, Clarence Thomas, right? And, you know, after that whole uh, allega- uh, but, allegation. But, and- but again, Clarence Thomas, that era did not have social media, mm-hmm. did not have clips being run over and over again did not have I, a Saturday Night Live might have parodied the Clarence Thomas hearings mm-hmm. but not to the degree and the frequency which it now repeats itself as it does now C- Clarence Thomas seems like a lifetime ago he yeah. he, it's, it's like talking about uh, Scatman Crothers it doesn't even <laughs> stick to him as much as it no, used to and no, that's, and that's no. what I'm trying to say because uh, for, for me I didn't know uh, that Clarence Thomas had these allegations until the, the Brad Kavanaugh situation was happening Right. So what I'm trying to say is, you think that with the whole Brad, Ka- Brad Kavanaugh thing, you know, ten years down the line, I think nobody's going to forget. No, 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 no. Remember this one. Yeah, yeah ten years, ten down, year, yeah. Ten, twenty years down wow. the line, you say Brad Kavanaugh, people are going to know exactly who you're. He's talking a meme about. now. He's, He's a, a meme. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's an iconic clip of him talking about how much he likes beer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, iconic yeah, whether you yeah. can understand the word yeah. or not, buddy. Yeah. Once you become, once you trend as a meme. Yeah, it's never forgotten. It's done, yeah. You think, you think crying Michael Jordan's ever going to be forgotten? I hope not. That was my favorite. <laughs> my, yeah. I want to bring that back so bad. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back eventually. Oh, I know somebody's uh, face I can put yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it uh, on. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, John Jones set to return to the Octagon at UFC 232 in Las Vegas. Are we excited about this? I know nothing. John yes. Jones, he good? He's good. He was uh, a light, light heavyweight, right? Is that what it says? Or he was a heavyweight? Well, I, I know he's good. But I didn't get into MMA until last Saturday night. <laughs> so I got to catch up. All right. I'm yeah. into it now. Well, five years after one of the greatest bouts in UFC history, their words, not mine, John Jones and Alexander Gustafsson will finally square off in a highly anticipated rematch at UFC 232 in Las Vegas Go- on December 29th. Gustafsson? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gustafsson, I yeah. I him. Gustafsson and Jones last fought to a controversial 
five-round decision back in 2013 after the then-lightweight heavyweight champion had a chance to look over the tape from the fight. Jones was more convinced than ever that he handily defeated Gustafsson, refusing to accept a rematch for the title and instead opting to face off against rising challenger Glover Texera. I'm gonna say his name, he'll punch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, you, you um, are not into that at all, not in the MMA, nah, boxing, nah. none of that. I was in the boxing uh, with Tyson. Oh, okay. Tyson, yeah, yeah, those are the glory, uh, yeah, glory yeah. days. Yeah, well, I, I should have known that Bo was into the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> After Tyson, you know, I didn't. Uh, who was it that beat? Was it? It wasn't Buster there's a, Douglas. There's uh, a couple of people. Yeah, uh, Buster Douglas knocked know, him out the Hol- first time. I didn't like Holyfield. Uh, Vander Holyfield. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like a Vander. I, I didn't Holyfield. like Holyfield either. Yeah, and I don't know why. I have no good reason he, not to have liked. If Vander Holyfield was dumb. You think he was was he dumber than Leon Spinks? <laughs> when I when, when I lived in when I lived in Atlanta, it was a it was a thing to ride by Vander Holyfield's house. Right, I've been to the White House, and Vander Holyfield's house is more impressive than the White House. Really? I, no, it's not even not even close. So, um, Evander Holyfield, I remember one year, his in December, his wife had a baby, and so did three other women by him oh. in one month. Oh, and that's all kind of dumb. That is very dumb. Yes, that is very yeah. dumb. Yeah. Okay. Now wow. that's not why I didn't. Li- I don't know. He <laughs> was dumb. I just knew. Yeah. Yeah. He was the stereotypical big all brawn, no brains kind of deal. But but if I'm not mistaken, mm. he was he was a fairly eloquent speaker in the ring. Now compared mm. to Mike Tyson, he was a decent guy. He was a decent guy. I'd rather hear yeah. Mike Tyson speak than Evander. I, I want to hear Mike Tyson speak on anything. I gotcha. Yeah. And finally, Lakers LeBron James explains why he lets his sons, ages 14 and 11, drink wine with him. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, as uh, you mean what? Man. I mean, they do it in Italy. I mean, and and they do yeah, it for generations. Like, you see, man. Yeah, I mean, you see what's happening. We get a couple <laughs> fancy Negroes. <laughs> What? And now you're getting your kids drunk off that one. Uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of countries that do it. Nah, man, we ain't doing that. Uh, yeah. He said, getting drunk in the crib. I've got very mature 14 and 11-year-olds. He said, my 14 and 11-year-olds drink wine. That's how mature they are. I don't know that drinking wine makes you mature. I know a lot of immature people that sip a lot of wine. He's going to mess around uh, and let his kids turn into like Jaden Smith. Absolutely. No, nah, I don't and, think they're going to turn but, into But like I will Batman. say this. The fact that he equates maturity with drinking wine is problematic with letting your kids drink wine. Man, LeBron's on another level, dude. Okay. Uh, he probably got special kid wine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> ain't even. No alcohol in it, but it's just, Listen, yeah. you let your kids do whatever you want to do. They're but, your kids. Okay, so we don't know. It's not saying they're guzzling wine. He's not saying that. He said, when asked what kind of wine the kids drink, LeBron left reporters guessing, taking the blame for any criticism that might come his way. Whatever dad and moms have, and he said, put it on me. Don't, don't put it on moms. Put it on dad. Uh, I now I have how old are they again? Uh, Eleven to fourteen. Now I've been in the situation where I've been, you know, I was over my old radio partner's house, and uh, we were, you know, he had his uh, young daughters. What's his name? Boomer. Uh, no, Boomer. that was Blazer. This was Grego. Bla- Blazer and uh, Mo in the morning. Yeah, you got a clip. Let's play a clip. This was Grego. <laughs> this was Grego and Mo. He uh, and I was sipping on a bourbon in London. I he couldn't have been eight, nine. He was like, uh, "Can I have a sip?" I said, "Sure." I, I know when he was going to take a take yeah. a little sip. Mm-hmm. And it's go, good for him. It's, it's harmless. Yeah, it's it's like, get rid of the worms. I'm not going to demonize alcohol. 
alcohol. I mm. think that's an issue. And I, and I remember, I believe, uh, whoever was my dad at the time, <laughs> gave, like gave me a sip of beer. I didn't want to pursue it after that or whatever. Children are just curious. Yeah. I'm you like, damn sure pursue it now. Whatever, and, I, and I feel like with kids, though, if you if you expose alcohol to them in a responsible manner, they're going to be more responsible well, you know, not, uh, yeah. through, you know, uh, throughout time. Because I've noticed going to school with kids who never drank alcohol throughout high school and, you know, whose parents demonize alcohol, when they get to college, they abused it really bad. Right. You know? But now but understand this. That's a one-off. My, my yeah. kid sees me drinking the beer. Oh, can I have a sip, Dad? See what it tastes like. Sure, you can see what it tastes like. Yeah. I'm not going to let my 11-year-old or 14-year-old drink wine with me. I, yeah, yeah, that's Not that's a sip, a sip. Let uh, me see what it tastes like, I, a sip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll let you do that. But right. to give him a glass of wine, and that's an individual thing. That's your own parenting. But what I about- would not allow my kid to drink wine with me, as in hold, a enti- okay. hold an entire glass. What yeah. about what sure. about a little grape juice after the expiration date? Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Sure. Some yeah. apple cider. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just to say, I mean, you know, depending upon what religion you're in, you go to communion, you know, they always give you a little little taste. A little yeah. bit of wine. Oh, oh, okay, you have, what about weed then? Weed. When are you going to smoke a joint with uh, I don't, London? That's not my thing. I don't smoke a joint. <laughs> I, I know, but, but but London might. Not around me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't. At if 19? he says, Dad, um, I'm yeah. curious about marijuana, what can you tell me? I say, wait till you're 18 and it'll, uh, it'll still be there. Yo, you didn't tell him nothing, no. Uh, I'd say, I would say, listen, if you want to. Is it good for me? They say it's good. There's a na- guy named, a doctor, Dr. I, Dr. Dre. I, Did you Dr. Know? Dre, yeah. Dr. Dr. Dre <laughs> said it's yeah. the chronic. I'd say that's for you to find out when you turn 18. Oh, well, I found out last week. <laughs> Let me hold $20. <laughs> and your keys. That's not going to happen. Mush in the face. Nas, N word. And that's the <laughs> more better news. That's how love to go turn up on you. Uh, <laughs> mush to the face, Nas. He gonna punch you in the face and take your key. I'm gonna get some weed. Now, either you in on it or not. Oh, I can't wait for that to happen. And then as soon as you think, you gonna be like, what is going on? London give you a little tap and legend behind you bent over. And you on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Then they stomp it on your movie scripts. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, the chickens come back. Uh, zombies. Yeah, there you Chicken go. zombies. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm talking about. I'm ready for the Oval Office. Uh, I see that. <laughs>